So let's define competitiveness. What is it? What are the three areas that we really compete in as athletes and as softball players? Well, number one, uh, we compete against that team in that other dugout. We compete against that team that has a different uniform on from us. Every time we step out on the field in a game situation, that's competition, and we need to be prepared for that. We need to understand that today one of us is going to win and one of us is going to lose. So let's do everything we can to make sure we know what side we're going to walk out on. Okay. The second area we compete in, our players compete daily for a position, right? You know, we have we we have competition at almost every position on our team. And I think that has to be healthy. And, and I'll talk more to that here in a minute. But competing for a position, right? You know, I, I sometimes laugh when I talk to some of my coaches and they're like, well, I only want to have like 10 or 12 players on my roster. That way, you know, I keep everybody happy and, you know, we don't have a lot of issues about playing time. Okay. I can see that mindset and I understand it. But are you really making your team better because are your players competing with each other for playing time or for positions? Or is everybody just comfortable because they know they're going to get to play every game and they don't have to go out and get better because they have a spot on the field. Okay? So we're going to talk about that in a minute. And then the third area, we compete against ourselves, right? We compete against ourselves to be the best we can be, right? And, you know, we want to be the best person and the best player that we can be. You know, we, if we're talking in the classroom, we want to be the best student we want to be. You know, so that internal competition becomes a critical part of developing our competitiveness. So against the other team in the other dugout, against other players for positions and playing time, and against myself to be the best that I can be. I think those are the three key areas that we talk about when we talk about competitiveness. So let's talk about competing against that other team in that other dugout. Again, I'm just going to use my team as an example from this past weekend. We took the field against a team that got beat in the Alliance Championship game last year, finished number one in the country in the Alliance rankings, and they are very talented. My hat's off to Scott Smith and the Texas Bombers. They do a great job, and Scott has a lot of talent in his program. And, you know, the majority of his kids had – uh, power five schools on their sleeves that they're going to be attending to play their college softball. They were very talented. And I, I ran a young lady out in the circle to pitch for us. It's a junior at a, a small school here outside the DFW area. And, and I will say for three innings, she went out and fought tooth and nail against that lineup. She competed. She kept them off balance. Got through the lineup twice. We were behind, but not by much. Third time through the lineup, they got to her. And, you know, that's okay. I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I understand it. I think she does. And she was frustrated when she came out of the game because she, she felt that she should have kept them at bay for the entire game. 
And, and I just love her fire and her intensity and her competitiveness because she gets everything out of it, every pitch she throws. And I think that's what we want to really be striving for as coaches. Yes, in that situation, we didn't win. We were going to go into that game playing to win, but we didn't win. But I still think we learned more about ourselves and we learned how to compete playing in that game because we were being challenged by a team that's very talented. So, you know, I think that we have to understand sometimes, yep, the cards might be stacked against us and it's going to take a great effort to go out and win this ball game. But are there other ways that we can be successful other than just on the scoreboard? And, and I felt like in that game, there were areas that we did that. But I think that we have to understand in that situation, like I said earlier, there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. How are we going to learn from it? On either side, we're going to learn as winners, we're going to learn as losers. Well, I think the first thing we have to look at is, is we want all of our players with a mindset of they're going to do everything possible to avoid being on the losing side of that game. Because I think competitive players hate losing more than they love winning. I think a true competitor gets frustrated and gets very upset about losses because they just hate to lose. And I speak to that from experience. It's the way I am. I I can't play board games and, and card games and those things because I just hate to lose. And that's frustrating. I'm not a bad loser. I just hate to lose. So I don't want to be in that situation. Okay. But I think, again, we're going to use a term that we've used before there has to be a burning desire to beat whoever's in that other dugout. The good teams we play against, the average teams we play against, and those teams that we have more talent than that we should beat, it doesn't matter. We have to want to compete and want to win against all of them. It's not just the big game. It's not just the playoff game or the bracket game or the championship game of a bracket. It's every game. What is my mindset and what is my competitiveness level going into every game? When I have a uniform on, I am going to compete. Okay? So, let's go back and talk about the game when we got beat the other day. Our first four games in the tournament, we didn't score a run. And it was frustrating because, again, I don't like to lose. But we had to find something in that to talk about to make it a learning experience because not everyone wins. And, and we have to learn that losing is a part of it. So the first thing we have to look at and identify as coaches, as teams, or as players individually is why did we fail? Why did we lose? Was it a lack of preparation? Were we just outmatched? We just didn't have the talent to match up with them? We have a couple of bad breaks? Did we mis-execute in key situations? What caused us to lose that game? Okay? So with that in mind, what do we have to do better the next time? 
You know, do we have to change personnel? Do we have to make adjustments in the lineup? Do we have to change pitch calling? Do we have to do a better job of working with our pitchers to to stay out of key hitting situations and bad counts? You know, is it a personnel issue? Is it a philosophy issue? Was it a preparation issue? What was the issue? And what do we have to do better next time? And we have to understand that losing isn't fun. Uh, I hear a lot of people say all the time, these kids have to have fun. They have to have fun. They have to have fun. I get it. Coaches have to have fun too. We all want to have fun. But we also have to understand that losing is not fun. <laughs> losing is frustrating. It's not fun. And, and you know, there has to be a separation between the fun we have when we win versus what the atmosphere is when we lose. And I'm not saying it has to be completely 100% negative, beat everybody in the ground. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have to understand losing isn't fun, right? When I was a college coach, we won on the road, we ate well. If we lost, we grabbed fast food and hit the road, you know, there, there was just a consequence for it, okay? And I think that's important, and I think that we teach our players through losses, then it should ignite a fire in them to improve and be better the next time. You know, we have to understand that losing is not acceptable, so we're going to light that fire. We're going to build that competitiveness inside of us as individuals and as a team that next time we're not going to let that happen. We're going to be better, okay? And we're going to have a better opportunity to succeed if we all come together to do that. I was talking with one of the greats of our game this past weekend, and, you know, she made a great point. She said, you know, she said, I wasn't always friends with everybody on my team. She said, but... When we got between those white lines, all that mattered was we played to win. All that mattered was we played to win, you know, because we were talking about the fact of, you know, it's it, leadership is kind of becoming a lost art as, along with competition. And, and I think that's part of the reason that competition's where it's at is because we don't have a lot of great leadership and we're not nurturing leadership, and that'll be a topic in the near future, but, you know, we don't have to be best friends to go out and play to win. And, and sometimes we have to take charge of the moments in the game that determine wins and losses. And sometimes that means somebody's feelings might get hurt because somebody's going to tell them they have to be better. You know, sometimes we just have to leave that on the field because that's part of competition. Okay. So let's talk about competing against someone for a position because I think this feeds off of uh, how I ended that, that last section. Sometimes I feel like teams have become like Survivor, right? You know, you watch Survivor, and these people are, are thrown in these situations where they're going to compete for a half million dollars or whatever the prize is. But you have those that they want to have alliances, right, or friendships, and, and you know, they forget that they're there competing for a half million dollars. The objective of the game is to win, not gather the most friends. And I, I liken that to teams sometimes because 
You know, you put a team together and then all of a sudden everybody becomes friends and everybody gets comfortable with each other, but then nobody's competing with each other and the team's not getting better. And that's really frustrating as a coach because, you know, you want to put players out there that are willing to compete to get better on a daily basis. Well, to get that playing time, they need to be better than the other person that plays that position. You know, everybody wants to be a college athlete. Everybody wants to have an opportunity to go play in college. And then they get there and reality hits them. Well, I have to compete. I have to compete for a job. Well, I was great in high school. I should get to play because I am who I am. No, you get to play because you're better than the other options at your position. You outcompeted them for that position on the team. And, and you do that every day, right? You know, rosters in select, we kind of use the, the model of whatever your age group is. That's the number you use. So like my roster's at 18 or 19 right now. And, and we have some good competition at some positions and some players are going to have to go out and, and prove that they need to be on the field when we play in these big competitions and these bracket tournaments that we're going to be playing in. And those opportunities are earned right now. You know, they're earned at practice and they're earned in game situations leading up to those events. And players have to compete with each other. And that should not affect their friendship when they walk off the field. But on the field, they're going to compete and do whatever they can to be the one that gets the playing time and gets to be in that key opportunity in those game situations. And, you know, I, I think that competitive drills at practice, you know, any opportunity we have to create competition gives us an opportunity not only for our players to, to work on developing their, their competitive level, but it also gives us an opportunity for us to evaluate them against each other so that we identify who those key players will be on game day. Okay. And then the last area is obviously competing against myself. You know, how do I make sure that I'm better tomorrow than I am today? I need to make sure that I set good attainable goals and check marks that I can use to evaluate my growth and development, right? You know, what am, what am I doing that makes me better? You know, we use virtual combine as an organization and, and it'll allow us to, to, measure our analytics on our players and store that information and it will show us how they're improving you know and that's not just improvement through practice time with the team but how are they getting better on their own and what are they investing on their own to make sure that they're getting better you know, one of my big battles today with the game, and this is how I'm going to close today, you know, I, I think it's important that a competitive player is always striving to be better for themselves and their teammate, always. That's the baseline of competition. But what I'm seeing a lot of today is I'm seeing a lot of players that have made athletics a hobby. And... That's frustrating and that's scary for the future of the sport because they're only investing the time into the game when they're at the game or when they're at a lesson or when they're at practice. 
you know, they take their calendar out and they, they have their time slots of what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. And they just plug softball in there in a time slot on Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30. Or, you know, oh, we have games this weekend. What time are our games? Oh, we play at 8 and 9.40. Oh, so the rest of the day I can do whatever I want. We, we don't see players sticking around at the ballpark and watching the game. We see them sticking around and doing TikTok videos and, and acting goofy with their friends, but we don't see them watching the game and learning the game. They've made it a hobby, and they only dedicate time to it when it's important to them. And they really don't understand everything that goes into what it's going to take for them to reach their goal of being a collegiate player. They think it's tough and time-consuming now in high school or select ball. They have no idea what the time commitment's going to be when they get to college. And, and people will say, well, yeah, but they have time limits. Yeah, they do. Absolutely, they have time limits on how much time the team can spend together. But that's not the amount of time that player needs to be spending on making themselves better as a player for their team. I close with this. And I've used this analogy on here before. It's no different than taking an exam in a class. I asked one of my players this weekend, I said, what's your toughest class? And they told me, I said, okay, if you only spent 30 minutes a week studying for that exam in that class, what grade would you get on that exam when you take it? Well, coach, I'd probably flunk the test. Yeah, you're right. Well, guess what? Being an athlete and being a softball player is a lot harder than that class because that class has a book and that class has a teacher teaching you the content on a regular basis and you can go back and reference the content when you're studying. Being an athlete, there's no book. There's no book because it's a different path almost for everyone, but it's hard. And it's tough. And if you only invest 30 minutes a week into that, when you step out on the field on game day, you're going to fail. And you won't reach your goal of being a college athlete. So I think that we all have to understand that we're playing a game. And when we play a game, it's a competition. And we're playing a competition there's going to be a winner and a loser. The real challenge is identifying what it's going to take for you to become a competitive enough player that you have more opportunity to be on the winning side and enjoy the success of winning than you have to be on the other side trying to figure out how you need to improve to get better to reach your goals. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash Talking Softball. gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening. 
and I hope everybody has a great day.